Squib Kick. Hey, what's going on, listeners? We're back here with Squib Kick Week 9. I'm here uh, with Drew and Jeff. This is Sebs. And uh, hey just came off a big week, Week 8. Three seemed to be the lucky number around the league. We had a lot of guys scoring three touchdowns, including Dante Foreman, McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, and, and some more. Um, Hopkins also exploded in his second week back in the NFL. Um, a lot of key highlights to touch up on. However, this week we are going to forego brow raisers just due to uh, our yeah, schedules here. We got a we had a, a shorter recording time today. We're uh, game five of the World Series is going to start here in a little over an hour. Yes, sir. We're not trying to miss that. Yes, sir. Go Phils. Absolutely. Um, Philly's looking really good. Series tied two two. Yeah, not, and, last uh, night wasn't great. But we don't talk about it. <laughs> but it, it's okay, it's okay. Um, As Schwarber said, I don't give a shit about the no-hitter. <laughs> he did say that, yeah. Um, so, this week we're going to dive into deal or no deal. Highlighting some trades that went on around the league. And maybe we can touch up on the outcome of some of the trades that we've seen. Uh, the trade deadline was this past Tuesday. Um, and maybe even talk about some guys we hope to get traded, but didn't. So, I think we can open up with the trade that happened in our league prior to uh, last week's game. Uh, ben and I made a trade on Saturday. I gave him Terry McLaurin, and he gave me Deonta Foreman. Uh, worked out really well for me, considering Foreman was one of the guys that scored three touchdowns and uh, dropped, I believe, 33 fantasy points. Looked, looked really good um, and a solid effort against, uh, who, did they, who did the Panthers play last week? Against Atlanta, uh, the, yeah, the, that game was that was, that was yeah, that was a crazy game. The game was nuts. Um, yeah, my my guy DJ Moore caught a hail mary touchdown to close regulation, and uh, what's it? But took off his helmet for ex- it got excessive celebration. Kicker missed a field goal. Can you missed a, a forty eight yard extra point? Oh my uh, gosh! And then, f- and then and then and then missed a thirty some yarder in field goal. Was, was it fifteen yards? Uh, that yeah, yeah. That's, ridic- that's too much. Yeah, well, honestly, oh, he, honestly, he took his helmet yeah, off. That I, was some bullshit. That was a bullshit call. I, I mean, it's based on the rules in the NFL. That is, that was the correct call. It's just, it's a weird rule. And honestly, people were blaming uh, DJ Moore for losing that game. I, I think you got to look at the kicker. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So forty-eight he, extra yard, extra point, or however long it was, is not a gimme. But then he missed a thirty-some yard field goal 30, in overtime yeah. to win it. Yeah. Ridiculous! So, like you're yeah. a pro, dude. The Panthers, <laughs> dude. If the Panthers would have won that game, they would be. It, they would be the leader of that division. Yeah. And yeah, because they lost it, and how bad the division is now, they're in fourth place in that division. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think all the teams are 4-3 and three or 3-4. Three and four. The Falcons are 4-4, four and four, and then or I four, think yeah. the Bucks and the... Saints. Saints are 3-5, and five, and the Panthers three are 2-6. and, five. Are two and six. If the Panthers had won, everyone would be 3-5, and five, and the Panthers would hold the tiebreaker. Yeah. Do you guys think the Bucks managed to turn it on? It's it's still theirs for the taking. It has to be, right? It, it should be. The most talented I mean, team. The in that Saints division. just shut out the Raiders. I know the Raiders aren't crazy good, but like they, I mean, they limited Josh Jacobs to what seven points. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, they shut down Devontae, too. Yeah, dude. Devontae, three had... targets, um, and he was Lattimore wasn't even in. He was guarded by a rookie. Uh, Ad, I think Adams was dealing with like the flu or something during the week. Oh, so was he? I think I he was a little because he was questionable going into the game. So, and I think it was kind of sick. He's not like MJ. Yeah, I guess not. Doesn't not like doesn't, have that, doesn't have that uh, flu game in him. I guess. Is it, what a shame. But yeah, um, I mean, Foreman looking good. You know, Chuba Hubbard's gonna come. Should be coming back this week. We'll see how the the touching the touch share goes between them. And um, but I think. There is a good outlook for Foreman. Uh, he's looking good. He's, I, I think he's better than Hubbard. But even two weeks ago, the week out or the week that McCaffrey left, they both got equal sh- equal share of the ball. And um, I think Hubbard had fifteen. Foreman had seventeen. Both still looked good. We'll see if the um, Carolina can keep that up with the committee backfield. And on the other side of the trade, Terry McLaurin looked. He, he got. He was getting more targets with Heineke mm-hmm. playing yeah. quarterback. I think that'll continue because um, yeah, last year Heineke uh, seemed to really like Terry as well, and it's looking the same so far. So yeah. I think McLaurin got 19 for Ben. 
Um, even though he might have been on his bench considering his receivers. He was, and um, the the crazy thing about that is, had Ben started McLaurin over DJ Moore, which, you know, I feel like most people probably would have started McLaurin. Yeah, yeah maybe they would have. If you would have started him, you would have lost to Mason. So Good I play, Ben. <laughs> Good play. Well, I mean, so now I think I think for that trade, it, it, it made sense for both of you guys because... Uh, Stabs, I were, think Foreman was his fifth running back. You, you're you were hurt. You're hurting at running back. Yeah. You needed a start, yeah. and I and I get that. And Cardwell uh, now has McLaurin. I think he has McLaurin in his lineup this week uh, over DJ Moore. And Moore has had two really solid weeks in a row, but the rest of the season he's been completely yeah, Moore. Oh, so yeah. since McCaffrey left, Moore has gotten um, past two weeks ten targets and eleven targets. Yeah, like. That's There's a big way deal. More, way more to go around. Yeah. yeah, he's he's getting the ball a lot more because McCaffrey is such a big piece, not only in the rushing game but the passing game. And yeah. um, there's a, a lot more, you know, there's a lot more food to share there. Right. So the, no. uh, you have other weapons. I do well. think Ben did a good job selling Foreman at a high, at his high. Yeah, um, for sure. You needed him. It helps right, your team. I'm right. not saying you're wrong for it, but yeah. plus, uh, I mean, I, I I like my receivers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still I still have like Jerry Judy is my fourth guy, right? Pending Keenan Allen's injury, but um, even Jerry Judy as my third, I can live with with a better and upgrade at running back. Yeah, and um, going going to the they scored what fifteen and seventeen the week Hubbard and yeah yeah so I mean that was a week their offense was doing pretty well. Yeah, I don't, it's the Buccaneers defense who's the Buccaneers are a mess. They, they I don't yeah. know why. I don't they know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's a situation where if their offense is doing well, both those running backs are startable, but you sure. need them to both do well. Like yeah. you could compare them to uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Like when that offense is rolling, they're both playable. But I mean, that's a more high-powered offense than the Panthers have. Yeah. So I, th- I think um, that Foreman's going to be good throughout the rest of the season. Um, but there might be some weeks where he doesn't live up to what you need. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's uh, but the same could be said for McLaurin. It's a risk I need to take, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was good for both sides. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> the other trades around the league. What do we have before the deadline? All right. Let let me uh, quick run through the fantasy relevant trades. Fantasy relevant. And we'll briefly touch on those, not to be super. Uh, really quick, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, yeah. That was Bradley Chubb, probably Luke the biggest Smith. One. The, um, uh, those are both on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Those those trades happen. Um, <coughs> fantasy wise, and again, we won't do a whole lot of analysis here because we're going to try to keep this podcast short. But uh, Naeem Hines was traded from the Colts to the Bills. Uh, in that same trade, Zach Moss went from the Bills to the Colts. So I'd say the Colts, you know, have have Deion Jackson now with their top backup, um, and the Bills have Naeem Hines, the guy they can use in the passing game. Uh, Chase Claypool goes from Pittsburgh to the Bears. I um, think that'll probably help the Bears' offense. I don't know if Chase Claypool necessarily is going to be super fantasy relevant from that, but I think the the Bears' offense probably gets a little bit better. Um, you think that affects Mooney's stock at all? Um, I don't know. I think I think it's kind of you got to wait to see how it plays out. I think that um, that that trade could actually it, it could it could hurt from taking targets away, but it could also help to, you know, open up a little bit and uh-huh. make defenses have to game plan. Because outside of Mooney, they haven't had anybody at receiver this right. year. Right. I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a, for the Bears offense, I think it's a good trade for them. Um, TJ Hawkinson moving from Detroit in division to the Vikings. I think that's another one there where it helps the Vikings offense. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily does a whole lot for Hawkinson because he moves further down in, on the – like on the order of targets, just because you know, yeah. I think Justin Jefferson still gets his, Adam Thielen still gets his, Dalvin Cook still gets his out of the backfield. So. Even, Os- even Osborne's a good receiver. Osborne, yeah, and yeah. Osborne. They, the Vikings are loading up; they're going for it. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Irv Smith still gets in the game at all? Well, or? he's he's now. I think he's on the. Uh, he's oh, going to be injured. I think oh. he, he. I think the reason they traded for Hawkinson was because Irv Smith went down. I don't oh, know how long the injury that. is, but he's going to be hurt and out <clears> for a little bit. Uh, Chase Edmonds moves from the Dolphins to the Broncos. I think that Edmonds, 
kind of kind of works in in Denver a little bit and kind of turns that into a, a gross backfield with Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, and Latavius Murray. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some deeper league consideration there for Edmonds if you want to think he can become the the pass catcher there. But again, Denver offense has been very underwhelming. So, so yeah, did we? The Dolphins are going all in on this year. You think? Well, that leads me to my uh, next trade. The Yes, I believe that Mostert is going to be the, remain the starter, but the Dolphins did acquire Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. Mm. Uh, and I, I like that move a lot for the Dolphins. Um, for, the, for the Niners, too. Well, yeah, that was in the... That was in yeah. the, uh, That was just trying to get some compensation, yeah. yeah. But the for the Dolphins, that, that puts uh, Jeff Wilson back with a familiar offense. Um, if you remember Mike McDaniel, uh, the Dolphins head coach, was on the 49ers staff the last few years. So now they have Mostert and and um, Jeff Wilson, who are both former San Francisco 49ers running backs. Yeah. I think he's just a better fit in the offense. Maybe they go to a little bit more of a one-two punch than they had with Edmonds there, but I would say that um, uh, Mostert is still going to be the, the leader there. I think he's he's probably fine. Yeah. Um, and then I guess fantasy-wise, we can touch on this as more for either Dynasty or for next season. Calvin Ridley moving mm. from the Falcons to the Jaguars. Yeah, that that, pretty that could be very interesting. I, yeah. I love that move for Jacksonville. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley's so talented, and it's not like he was hurt. He just you know gambled, gambled yeah. on his own, own team. I, yeah, it, it was on his own team. Wasn't it to beat the Jags? I don't. I don't know. I think I, don't that, remember I think it was Falcons Jags. Okay, that'd be that kind of rings a bell. If that's true, that's funny. <laughs> like. But I, I like the trade the the Jaguars made, especially because um, if it doesn't work out, like there's a lot. I forget what the conditions are in the trade, but um, I think it's like a bunch of conditional picks that uh, if he if he if he hits, it's like a conditional. F- f- the, the the basis of it was like it's a conditional fourth that turns into a third if he hits certain like incentives on the field, and turns into a second if he earns an extension with the Jaguars. So like mm-hmm. the Jaguars. If they don't like what they're seeing out of Ridley, they they will only give it up a, a fourth rounder or something yeah. like that. And if he turns out awesome and gets an extension, then the Falcons get rewarded and it turns into like a second round pick or something, which, so. which is still worth it for yeah. both teams. Yeah, I think that's a, a good trade for both teams. I mean, I, I mean the Falcons. What do you think? I mean, do you think because they have Pitts and Lyman? I think I think they were gonna have to pay, they were gonna have to pay Ridley soon. Ridley's actually older than you would think. I think he's twenty six. I was gonna say twenty eight, maybe twenty eight. Yeah, get a fact check. How old is Calvin Ridley? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Siri. <laughs> um, Jesus. Siri <laughs> sucks. How old is Calvin Ridley? Come on, Siri. 27. 27. Okay. By, so by next season, he'll probably be yeah. 28. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so I think the Falcons got you know got some good stuff there, and especially if in their offense currently that where they don't pass a whole lot. They already have Pitts and Drake London. So yeah, I mean, not... even though they're not using him correctly, yes, it, yes, exactly, which is frustrating me. <sighs> it's very severely. <laughs> uh, other than that, most of the other NFL trade deadline trades were defensive related. Um, yeah, not really. it's, you have Algier, don't you? I do. Yeah, so can't complain too much with the Falcons running yeah, the I mean, offense. I, I mean, it's not like, like what are you saying? I'm saying Algier wouldn't be doing shit if they were throwing the ball more. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, that's true. But like, I'm 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 only gonna need. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. But Patterson's gonna be back anyway. Yeah. And like yeah. Huntley's splitting carries too. So it's yeah. Like, uh, fucking. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think we can move out of, out yeah, of the trades there. Most of the other ones are just. We can hit on our fortune tellers. Um, I can start. So, uh, this man put up three consecutive thirty-point bombs. Uh, he's a running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs. However, last week, he ended with, I believe, seven fantasy points um, and in a shutout loss to the Saints, 24 nothing. The Raiders just couldn't get anything going. Um, Josh Jacobs himself, he had 10 carries, 43 yards, and no touchdowns in the receiving game. Caught two of his four targets for 11 yards. Just... Uh, Devonte Adams as well. Um, did, was that mentioned on on the pod? 
Uh, he, he was were questionable. Uh, no, no, but did, were we hearing that he was? Uh, he had the flu. Uh, I don't know if we talked about that. Regardless, or not. apparently he had the flu, whatever, and um, he he, had, he caught one of his three receptions for like three yards or something. Uh, just poor game from, and the Saints defense looked really good as well. Uh, Derek Carr also, I think he had like maybe not even two fantasy points. Was it really that? Bad? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, the Raiders were yeah, just yeah. absolutely crushed. Um, yeah, so. We'll see how he does next week. My call, Josh Jacobs, 10 points or less. I think he's going to continue to struggle going into a game uh, against uh, Jacksonville, in Jacksonville. Um, and we thought, I mean, you could have probably put money on the Raiders, like, torching New Orleans. Probably, right yeah. New Orleans hasn't looked that great. They're still without Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas uh, and Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're I, banged up. I still feel like Josh Jacobs though played a solid and, game and without Lattimore, he, without Lattimore, maybe they're one of their biggest defensive pieces. Yeah, but but Josh Jacobs was still efficient with the touches that's true. he got. He averaged I think four point three yards per carry. Yeah, um, it's just his volume was way down, which in part their offense was terrible. Lots of three and outs, just giving the ball right back to the Saints. But also they had to switch to a more pass-heavy offense to try to keep up right. with the score. Um, I think in most situations the Raiders will be. They aren't going to have to lean so heavy on the pass. Josh Jacobs will have the room for more volume. He is averaging 20.4 carries a game. And in this game he only got 10. So I don't think it sticks. I think he bounces right back into the 20s, maybe 30s mix. Yeah, and we'll the, the 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 three games where he was in the thirties, he was you know in the end zone every week. He was over twenty carries every week, over one hundred and forty rushing yards every week. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with a little more on Jeff's side here, where I'm not I'm not going to project that he you know bounces back right into a thirty plus point uh, role. Week um, two against Arizona, nineteen carries, eight fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A, that's yeah, a good you know. point. But it, but it happens. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it does happen. We'll see. We'll see uh, how the Raiders' offense as a whole bounces back. Right. Um, all right. Yeah, we can move on. If one of you uh, two got one. I have Alave bouncing back for 20-plus points. He only had 10 points last week. Mm-hmm. This week, though, he is up against a pretty weak defense in the Baltimore Ravens. At least weak as far as fantasy wide receivers go. Um Alave has some hefty stats for a rookie. He ranks eighth in yards per route. I bet he's and probably leading in targets, he, rookie targets. He leads. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he also leads the league in deep targets, mm, which is obviously huge. huge for fantasy. Right. Like, yeah. you know how hype you get when you're watching Red Zone and your yeah, guy dude. gets a huge catch. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. I think he bounces back for over twenty points off. Some hopefully big catches. He's also getting a good target share. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing good things for him. Yeah, um, yeah, Alave's definitely been a, a really solid rookie to have. Um, if he does hit that 20 point mark, that would be his at least second best game of the season. Uh, at least in our league, he has been very consistent in the you know mid to upper teens. Uh, again, 10 last week was a little down for him. Uh, but yeah, if he can find the end zone against Baltimore and and you know earn those you know, seven plus targets he's been getting most weeks, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. It, it should be a game where the Saints have to you know throw the ball a lot to keep up. the The Ravens' offense is is pretty solid. They're missing some playmakers, but you know I, I think that that could be a sneaky high scoring game if if the Ravens you know are throwing the ball as they have and and running it so. We'll see. Yeah. I, I like it though. Yeah, the Saints are three and five. I I really think they're slightly better than that. Um, and like, yeah, you're right. The absence of Michael Thomas and Landry has definitely been hurting them, and Jameis Winston as well. Um, we'll see how Olave does. The only thing that concerns me, even though he's he's on my team, is that there were a few plays against the Raiders where they were like triple covering Olave. Were there? Yeah, because like he, he's he's such yeah. a deep threat, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that being said, they're going against Baltimore. Hopefully, and Camara 
had a huge game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if Kamara can kind of uh, take some guys away from Olave and be, be more of the center. Film. Yeah, th- I think he'll be more of the center of attention because he can do it all. Um, but yeah, I think I think he will exceed seven targets. Um, considering they were up for a good bit and they didn't really have to pass the ball as much, that's where Kamara kind of shined and checkdowns and uh, and just you know taking the ball up the gut. Um, but this week they'll probably be passing even more, and Olave could definitely hit double digit targets um, as he's done in three of the games this season. And on those three games, he's averaging like probably about almost twenty, probably around twenty. Um, so. If he exceeds double-digit targets, he's going to have a good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. All right, Drew, let's hear it. Uh, so this one this week is is less about you know this about week nine and more about just looking into the the future here and wanted to have a quick discussion about the Detroit backfield. Um, you know, with Jamal Williams coming back from injury, it's it's kind of been a slow recovery and they've been working him in a little bit, but. It really seems like this coaching staff uh, likes. Uh, did I say Jamal Williams earlier? I meant DeAndre Swift coming back from injury. Yeah, yeah. Jamal Williams, the coaching staff really seems to like him. Yeah. Um, both guys were apparently you know healthy going into the game. Uh, Jamal Williams stats: ten carries, fifty-three yards, two touchdowns on the ground, three catches on three targets for twenty-three yards in the air, led to twenty-two fantasy points in our league. DeAndre Swift, the presumed starter, five rushes for six yards, five catches, five targets, 27 yards, and a receiving touchdown for 13 fantasy points. So the the, the fortune teller I'm kind of going with here is that it might be it, it might be kind of tough to to pick who to who you really trust in this backfield. Um, and you're lot, really making it tough on Mason here. Well, <laughs> he, he's lucky he has both. Yeah, because one goes down, the other one's probably going to be really good oh, but going to be in fuego dude like it just, it seems like Detroit really really trusts Jamal Williams and with Swift still you know working his way back from injury um it, it's it it seems because of the 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 preseason hype and the uh you know, like Swift's kind of like you know starter status in your mind, you're like, oh, well, if they're both active, I'm starting Swift. But you, you really got to look at it and think, maybe, do you dare to start Jamal Williams over DeAndre do you, Swift? Do you dare to start both? This you this know? week, I'm starting with this week. I'm starting Williams just because Swift has been. Um, he didn't practice yesterday. I don't know about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not saying he's not. Gonna, he's obviously going to play, but I think you see him. They like Drew was saying. The Lions really trust Williams. Why not just let yeah, they're not DeAndre just going to not Swift give him again. the ball and Swift gets right like he's, like he's still a good running back. You, you have a good enough running back where you can give Swift some more time to fully recover, get right. back to a hundred percent. So this That's week true. I'm starting Williams for sure. But well, going yeah. forward, when they're both a hundred percent, I'm glad I don't have to make that. It, decision. Yeah, it is. It is a coin toss. Well, the the crazy thing is, um, <clears throat> Swift Swift was active or Swift started in game one. I don't know if he got hurt during game two, like week two, and then played week three through it, and then took took time off. But every every game of the season so far, Jamal Williams has had double digit carries, and that includes when when um, when Swift is in the lineup or you know on the on the bench for injury. He's his lowest carries in the game or in a game was this past week at ten. So he's a big part of this offense. Um, and if they continue to make this kind of a two-headed backfield, it's going to be tough to consistently know which one's going to have the better fantasy game, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus I think uh, at any given week, both 100%, Williams might be, like seem to the vul- like a vulture type, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, as you said, his uh, le- least amount of carries was 10. And that even includes the start of the season when Swift was healthy. And uh, with that being said, I don't I don't think he can ever be a bad play. You know, like if if that if that volume of carries keeps up, because he can get in the end zone. He is. Like, he's had four games with two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and, he's, uh, he's played. He's played 
seven. It looks like he's played seven games. Um, three of them had zero touchdowns. His his points there were six, five, and six, and four games with two rushing touchdowns: 15, 24, 25, 22. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to touchdowns for him, and if if he gets in the end zone, he's a, I think he's a great fantasy play. Um, yeah, and like looking through the like he's they've got Green Bay next week. They're like one of the better passing offenses, so you might see one or pa- passing defenses. So you might want to see them running the ball a little more. Chicago, both running backs can eat. New York, I think both running backs could eat as well, considering they're uh, on defense right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're their main thing is pass defense, right? I believe so. Um, you got, I mean, you got Buffalo. It's tough. Yeah. And then Jacksonville, Minnesota, New York. Both these running backs can eat uh, because, like, they're, they're subbing in and out every few plays. Um, and you've got fresh legs in two good running backs. They, they, they can spur off a 50-yard run, as we've seen them do at any point of the game, which is huge for fantasy, especially if it turns into a touchdown. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, this works out pretty well for Mason, too, in that he's not too deep at wide receiver right now. Yeah. So he can easily start both of them right. and feel comfortable not, with one of them at play. his flex mm-hmm. over one of his bench wide receivers. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, see how, we'll see how the Lions do moving forward. I really like their offense, but, I mean, you know, obviously they need some help. Defensively, um, I think we can move on to. Oh yeah, that's all of our fortune telling. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. hitting matchups here. Flying we're about uh, 20, 26 minutes in. We're gonna hit the matchups and uh, you know watch watch uh, the Phillies win tonight, right? Yes, sir. Go Phils! All right. And subs will be rooting for the casting couch tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the Harrisburg uh, flag team. Yes, sir. Casting couch. Um, all right. Which matchup we starting with, boys? Jeff, hit us off. All right, let's start with my dig small, Ben Cardwell, 6-2 and two against Joe Mixon Bowl, Jordan Swagger, 1-7. and Because I think this is an interesting one. Um, right now they're both projected 131, even 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that, that's interesting. A 1-7 and team and a 6-2 and two team both being... Jordan's, Jordan's projected team, high Jordan's every week. Is yeah. not that bad. Jordan wow. is. Wow. And remember, remember, we went. Remember, we talked about uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago how he's just been. People have just been putting up points. Jordan put up one thirty or something like that last week, which again isn't going to win you every week, but that's a really solid score. Yeah. Jack beat him and put up one hundred and fifty something. Yeah. So it, Jordan continues to come out on the on the. He is averaging one hundred and seventeen points, which. Not great, but he's better than a one-win team. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> probably better than me. <laughs> I'm chilling with three wins. Or four wins now. <laughs> your, your team is heating up. It is. I'll give you that. Hopkins was a, was a big comeback. But yeah. looking into this matchup, you got Ben, you know, the wide receiver god out here. Cooper Cup, hopefully he's going to play. And Stephon Diggs. Um who honestly both I think no matter what team they play they have good matchups but yeah. I like Diggs against the Jets They're, even though it's Sauce Gardner you know he's just a rook Come these on. guys are completely matchup proof it doesn't matter yeah exactly yeah. agree with um, you got you also got Ramondre Stevenson Miles Sanders um, also with good matchups Stevenson against Indy and Sanders against Houston we'll Houston see how that has goes. been awful yeah. against the run and I also think this is going to be a run heavy game tonight mm-hmm yeah. Oh yeah, that is tonight because uh, we will not be watching that one. But <laughs> go birds! Um, yeah, Sanders. Sanders this week is has the potential if if he if he gets the majority of the carries, the potential of a huge game. Um, you know, this is a this is a defense that has been just gashed by the running backs. Uh, Derrick Henry went for over two hundred yards and two touchdowns last week against them. So I, I love that that uh, play by Cardwell. Yeah, uh, Cardwell's also got Gother that tight end once again against Houston and McLaurin. He's putting in at flex instead of DJ Moore. Wouldn't be surprised if that's subject to change, but you know both had great weeks last week. Um, and Kyler Murray at quarterback on the other side, Jordan Josh Allen. Don't need to even talk about him. Joe Mixon and Kamara. I was actually pushing. I was con- like close to making a trade to Jordan for Mixon. That I felt I was I would it would have involved uh, James Conner, Najee Harris, and 
Olave, which was just giving up too much. I'm going to be honest. I don't think you want to buy Mixon. No, I, I agree. His, his yeah. efficiency ratings have been tanking. He's just not doing well. I mean, he. I mean, he's a solid play though. If, like, you, if you need, if you need an RB two, like he's the RB twelve on the season, and he's been double digits all but one week. Like he's, he seems like he doesn't have a high ceiling, but he's been a, a very solid running back. If you yeah, need, but if like, you need one. I mean, I, I like I, and I'll talk about it more when we get to my matchup. But I, I still believe in Najee as that's much fair. as that's fair. I, mean, I, I, I disagree, but, but it's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, need, I need some belief right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mixon and Kamara. Kamara's going to hopefully have another great week against Baltimore. Um, T. Higgins hopefully flourishes throughout the next five weeks without Jamar. Mm-hmm. And Chris Godwin, which you know you're, what you're going to get with him. Ridiculously consistent. 12 to 15. That's yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like window. a Hunter Renfro <laughs> this year. Yeah. yeah. Double-digit games. He really is. Like, is 12, 12, 15, 11, 13. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nuts. Um, and Mostert, who, uh, big play at Flex. Yeah. Uh, like, and what's it? Jeff Wilson, probably not going to do, do much this in his, week. In his first week. Right. I mean, although, again, it, it, he is going into an offense that he knows. That's from, true. From San Fran. That's true. So That's true. He could get involved. I still I think, think this is, I think this is Mostert's backfield for the most part. Right. And I against, agree. against Chicago, Mostert could have a good game. Yep. Um, so across the board, what are we thinking here, boys? 50-50, both projected 131. It's going to be a nail-biter. Uh, man, I was I was really tempted to take uh, Jordan in this one. I think, I think I'm still going to go Cardwell here. The, the wide receivers just give him such a high floor and a high ceiling, especially if Cooper Cup is active and is playing. Uh, we already talked about Miles Sanders having a good matchup. I, I do like Jordan. I do like Jordan's roster. I mean, Kamara showed it last week. He has the potential to go off if he's you know getting the touchdowns. It's tough to stop him. And I also do like the uh, the tight end pickup and play for Jordan. Evan Ingram has quietly had a very solid season so far. I would love to pick Jordan as well, um, especially with Ben right on my tail. But I think Ben's matchups are just too good this week. Um, I don't know. I think Kyler Mar- Kyler Murray's his biggest question mark right now. Um, I think he needs him to show out and not have another sub-20 game for him to win this one. Uh, so I'm going to pick Ben, but not by a big margin. And if Kyler Murray doesn't show out, I'm giving it to Jordan. I'm going to say T. Higgins blowing up is Jordan's key to victory here. Man, I still haven't <clears throat> come up with a word for key to victory. But it's coming. <clears throat> it's coming. Uh, you know, I love, I really do like uh, Jordan's running backs this week, especially Mostert as well. And uh, I'm going to be the oddball here. I'm going to go with Jordan picking up his second one of the year. You got Josh Allen. I could definitely just obliterate the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, you know, any digs touchdown gets rewarded for both of them. Um, but Kamara against Baltimore, I think, could eat. Mixon against Carolina could eat. Like, uh, Huntley had uh, 16 carries, 91 yards, great efficiency. Didn't happen to get in the end zone. I think Algier um, got a receiving touchdown. But, like, a running, like, you know, they gave up 30-some points to the Falcons, who aren't a bad offense, but the Bengals' offense is even better, you know? Um, and Mostert, as I said before, I think, could have a big game with uh, Chase Edmonds, or with him looking to be the clear guy. And Chase Edmonds leaving yep. this past week. Um, I think his running backs will be his key to victory. And once again, Jamar Chase out. Higgins um, against a Carolina defense that just gave up 30-plus points to the Falcons, who are a solid offense, but the Bengals are just better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd take Joe Burrow over Mariota. And, and 100 the, times out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the, by the time this uh, podcast comes out and by the time the write-up comes out, I'm slacking again on that. Um, True. The, uh, I'm sure. The, <laughs> sorry. I'm sure the. I'm sure the odds will have changed uh, on the sports book, but as it stands, as of this recording, before the Thursday night game, Jordan at plus one ten, Cardwell at minus one twenty. So a, a pretty close matchup here. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. All right, we can move on. Um, we can hit. All right, well, let's go. Jeff, you're gonna have to call out the records because I can't see him, but we'll do uh, the Godfather Jake versus six uh, one and one. Javaris, Jamar, Javaris, and Lamar, Cam. Four and four. Four and four, there we go. 
So Cam's sitting at 500. Jake just came off a. He didn't just come. Off, yeah, he just came off a tie to Jeff. Yeah. Um, which was a crazy week, uh, considering Jeff had Kelsey and Mahomes out. Uh, Jake had Eckler out, both on buys. Um, and you know Jake had the abysmal Josh Jacobs. It was a lower scoring game. You guys both, you guys both got around. He had Adams too. Well, he had wow, one fantasy um, point. I got whatever. But he had, he got I just want to say I've been extraordinarily lucky this season. Yeah. Like I've won some low scoring games. I've yeah. tied on a low scoring game. Given the last, um, it was like one. Given the last five or so years, you deserve it, man. I, <laughs> thank you. I I don't feel like a first place team though. You don't. I no. like your team, dude. Mahomes and Kelsey, that that's that's a first place type of team, you know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he needed that, you know. And you got Pierce and Chubb. Yeah, like that's a good duo. But Chubb going by this week. Uh, we'll fun. get to that later. That's With right. that um, matchup, yeah. But you know, it, 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 the score. What was the score? One twenty. One eleven. Oh, one eleven to one. I thought it was like one twenty one. I mean, we were both without our studs. That's true. That's true. And like Jake's studs didn't do that good. You have Christian Kirk's. Oh wait, no, that's that's Kim. But who like yeah. who who did bat? Someone else has done that. Well, I started Wandale Robinson. Oh, I, flex. Hey, but you so don't I you thought, don't need to rely on your flex, right? Right. That's to a certain extent. <laughs> uh, my thinking there was I didn't think I had a shot against Jake. Wandale Robinson the week prior had scored eleven points in one half, so I felt like he had a and high Tony ceiling. Left. Yeah, Tony and left. Tony left. I felt like he had a high ceiling for that game. For sure. So I went with a big boomer bust player instead of someone safer, and it did not pan out. I mean, that's not a bad play. Like, like you see type guys like him just just spur off a twenty point game. Yeah. Like, and they're they're so deep on the waivers. Yeah. You know, um, but. All right, looking into this matchup, you know, Cam, I like his running backs, even though he had Javante Williams and Brees Hall, still can't stress that enough. He's got Jonathan Taylor and Kenneth Walker. Uh, He has Andrews and Lamar Jackson, the one-two punch there at quarterback and tight end. Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, a little weak at receiver with Juju at the flex. Uh, On the other side, Jake, he's got Eckler back this week with Jacobs as his RB2. Jared Goff, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, very uh, stud maybe potentially the best receiver doing the league, you know, Ben, obviously, Cup and uh, Diggs. Well, you know, that, but, I mean, Tyreek's ranked number one. Yeah. Going down, and, and Metcalf at the flex. Um, we'll see, we'll see how, I I think Eckler is going to explode against Atlanta. Yeah. Would not be, especially with yep. Keenan Allen probably not playing as well. And Mike Williams out indefinitely. Um, so their best pass catcher right now is either Gerald Everett or Josh Palmer. Yeah. Other than Eckler, who obviously, uh, right. flourishes in the passing game. Yeah. Um, you got Josh Jacobs against Jacksonville. Once again, I thought, I, I think he's still going to slow down. Doesn't mean Devontae Adams can't pop off. And Tyreek right. Hill against Chicago. Tyreek Hill, crazy projection, 23 for a receiver. Yeah, like, that's what is that's that? Absurd. That's ridiculous. That is insanely. He is high. he he is uh, the number one receiver right now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that. No, the, oh, sorry. Were you not listening? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't research. Don't research. Um, the Dolphins haven't had their bye though yet, have they? No, they're okay. week eleven. Okay. Week eleven bye. Um, and you know, Metcalf against Arizona. I think you. Uh, he's been. He's been on and off, right? Yeah, um, he had a good week. I think he put up like 17 last week. He did. He did. He, yeah. I'm surprised but he the, played. The two he, weeks before that, five and two. Right. And he was injured in the one. He did get hurt in the first quarter of uh, week seven. But um, I do like Yeah, I am surprised he played. But, you know, 17. And uh, yeah, I think I was watching. And, like he, he, he had two dropped catches. One of them was like a potential sick one-hander. And then the other one was a bread basket that he just yeah. right. flubbed towards the sideline. Jake's without Cooper this week, which I think is significant. Cooper might oh, be yeah. the best Mark. flex in the league right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's um, a really solid play. He's, he's very and good. So I mean, but going from Cooper to Metcalf, I'd love that for my flex. I would love that. Yeah, Jake's, Jake's got a good team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. He's 6-1-1. Six 6-1-1. Um, against Cam, you know, 
Right now, the projection is 135 to 105, and it looks like Cam. He does have Jonathan Taylor in the starting lineup, who's now projected zero. Uh, he has Taylor's backup, who's Deion Jackson, projected 14. So that projection okay. will go up. Assuming that Taylor yeah. doesn't play, Cam will make that switch. Okay, so mm-hmm. that probably ends up at uh, yeah, 119. To yeah. 119 to 135. Um, I'll say it first. I'm going with Jake here. Just uh, like Adams and Hill is killer. You know, he's getting Eckler back. I don't think you can it's it's going to be very tough for Cam. The one thing I love about Cam's team right now is Juju. He's been going off. He's yeah, had he has. two 25 plus games. Yeah. yeah uh, before no, 20, the bye. 24 and 27 and then obviously he's And bye. the Chiefs are but, historically insane off bye weeks. Yeah. Are whether they? whether it's yeah. the first round bye in the playoffs or their bye week like okay. Andy yeah. Reid don't fucking miss. So, after yeah, the bye. You, you give Andy Reid two weeks to game plan to yeah. two weeks to just eat some fucking barbecue, yeah. chill, <laughs> you know, look um, at some look, look at their fucking matchups. I do think Juju's season outlook might have gone down a little bit with Kadarius Tony coming in you think, there. You think he's gonna be much of a difference? Um Kadarius Tony's good. He is he's he's a, good a very athlete. good player. I think hmm. It's tough for me with with Tony. I feel like he's more of a long term asset for the Chiefs. I think he could get involved maybe later in the season. I think this week. Oh, this week I think Juju all the way. Yeah, but I think Tony. Oh, I think Tony should be high though, because like like the Mahomes shares the ball. My brow well. raiser last week. Yeah, Mahomes does it. Like uh, last week, Juju had twenty seven, but Miko also had twenty seven. Yeah, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling sixteen. Kelsey didn't score. Happened to not score a touchdown that week, but still dropped fifteen. You know, mm-hmm. and they they had they still have Sky Moore who didn't do that well last week, but or two weeks ago. But like, shit, like I've seen like I watch every Chiefs game. He look he passes the eye test for me, even though he's just a rookie, um, and can definitely have a twenty point week any given week. You know? Yeah, um, I th- I think as far as wide receivers go in that offense. Without Hill, Juju is the most talented one for sure. But you see it every yeah. year with Mahomes. Like I mean, Tyreek is. It was nice that Mahomes okay. was putting that offense with Tyreek. But you've we've seen this season any any receiver there can have yeah. a good game. I just I think it's tough to predict with Mahomes. Um, right. Juju though he's been hot. I could see him to continue hot. to ride that. Looking good. Um, Kelsey though didn't get a touchdown in the last the last game they played. Maybe the last two. Um, no, I think two weeks or three weeks ago that was his four touchdown game. Oh, okay. So then just the last four one. fucking touchdowns, dude. Yeah, like yeah. so he good. Had like twenty receiving yards, twenty seven receiving four touchdowns. <laughs> Absurd. So, Ridiculous. I think Kelsey will continue to find the end zone more than zero times a week. Yeah. Um, taken away from some of the wide receivers. Right. But yeah, no, Juju's hot. It's, yeah. uh, it's a good play for Cam. So I mean, what, what's your take on the matchup? My take is Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Resoundingly Jake. Sorry, Cam. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Mark Andrews is still a question mark. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a big question mark. And he does have the backup, but the backup isn't Jonathan Taylor. But the yeah. backup in his one like game as the, a, as a sole backfield. It's all, what, he 27 or something? He had a big week, but there was a lot of it's catches, I think. Not an ideal matchup, right. though. Yeah, the Pats are good against the running oh, back yeah. this yeah, year. Yeah, the Pats. Um, so I'm going with Jake. His key to victory is no busts. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I would go Jake as well here. It's worth pointing out that while I don't think he's going to miss the game, um, Eckler is on the injury report right now. Again, I don't think Eckler misses, and with how bad the Chargers are hurting for weapons, Eckler could easily have ten catches in this game. And right. He's sure. running back one on the season right now, and after the bye, uh, did they just? Oh yeah, yeah, still he's still number one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go Jake here as well and make it a sweep. All right, prove us wrong, Cam. I'd love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. The next matchup, actually, we'll save that one because that's also a really good one. We can go. We can go to me. Um, Olave Garden at four and four versus Bucker. <laughs> I hardly that a know. New it. name or did <laughs> no, I just missed that? You just missed it last week. <laughs> uh, Jack. Yeah, Jack is. What are you looking for? Um, 
Wait, whose name were you talking about? Yours. Yeah. I, I completely didn't pick yeah. up on it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Alave Garden, 4-4 four and four versus Jack uh, Butker. I hardly know her. Um, what's his record? 3-5. Three 3-5, and five. Three and five, okay. Um, so, looking through the matchups, uh, you know, I have, I have like, you know, five guys on by three that are relevant in Najee Harris, Kittle, and Jerry Judy. Don't forget Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, yeah, I did, I did scoop him <laughs> this week. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he'll be back till either week 13 or 14. December 4th? Yeah, I think it's, it is. it's about a month. It's, so. it's yeah. too, it, too little, too late. <laughs> um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long time to hold a bench spot. But. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long that'll last, but okay. I got Rodgers at quarterback against Detroit, who I, that I just love that matchup. That could be his first thirty point game on the season. Um, I, I like that play for sure. Um, James Conner and Dante Foreman. You know, with Najee on by, I have to go with Conner. I still like Foreman. I still like his uh, his potential and his opportunity there. Uh huh. Um, Hopkins. Don't I mean? You know, thirty three last week. Just a wide receiver one that just spawned into my team. They got six test weeks into the year. He's going off. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna cook. And Olave, as <coughs> as you said, Jeff, hopefully goes for twenty plus against Baltimore defense. Gerald Everett, who I also like, if Keenan Allen's out, and yeah, Keenan Allen, not to mention on my bench, looks to be out this week. I'm still waiting his arrival. Um, but Josh Palmer is back for the first time. What do you mean? Joshua Palmer's been out, and now oh. he's finally back. Oh. Okay, so. yeah, there you go. Um, I don't think, I mean, the chemistry between... Uh, but it is a tight end. I'm not saying that's going to be a huge influence. When, oh, on Everett's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you have Mike Williams and uh, Keenan out, like, I don't know, I think, like, no, I'm Everett saying, has I'm saying, to get more involved in the receiving. I'm saying I don't think Joshua Palmer being back is going to be a... Mm, yeah, I mean, he is the he is their third best receiver on the roster. Um, we're probably going to see some no names get a t- get a touchdown or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I like with Kittle on by. This is a good week for Everett uh, against Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta that did work defense. out well for you. Um, and you know, uh, yeah, I have right now. I have Allen Robinson in that flex. I think I'm going to have to roll with that, considering all my buys and. Keenan Allen probably not coming back. Who I mean, Allen Robinson. Hopefully, maybe Cooper Cup is a little limited this week. That's what I'm banking on. Maybe Allen Robinson gets an increase in target share. However, the last two weeks he has gotten that increase. Um, I mean, this past week against San Francisco was his season high in targets seven. He had, he caught five of those targets uh, for 54 yards. So gave me a solid 10 points. Gets in the end zone, turns into a seven, 17 point fantasy outcome. Um, so, I mean, and on the other side, enough talking about my team. <laughs> you have Herbert coming back against Atlanta. Could be a huge game for him as well. Um, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, very studded backfield. And Jacoby Myers, he's looked really really good. Not, like He's definitely one of the dark horses this year. And uh, Mike Evans against uh, Los Angeles Rams with uh, DuVernay and at Flex and Hawkinson at the tight end position. So... You know, and, and I like his matchups too. I like Mike Evans against the Rams, even though that the Buccaneers have been struggling. Mike Mike Evans still managed to put up eighteen in fantasy last week, and Jacoby Myers against Indiana um, Indianapolis. Like Jacoby Myers has just been like just so consistently good, and still mixing in uh, twenty point games here and there. The, the last four, he had two weeks out injured, uh, weeks three and four. The last four weeks, five to eight, twenty six, ten, eleven, twenty one. You know, uh, you can't argue with that, especially when it comes from a receiver that's just, you know, kind of came out of nowhere this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention that uh, Jack does have CeeDee Lamb on by, who probably would be starting over DuVernay. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, and then, you, you know, you have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Herbert against Atlanta. You have Aaron Jones against Detroit. Um so we'll see how that goes for him. I think the matchups are really good on both sides. Um, what are you guys' takes on this? Um, yeah, this this one this one is going to be a really tough one for me. Um, 
there's some there's some kind of wild cards at play here. James Conner had a limited practice yesterday. I haven't had any uh, new updates from today. So uh, if he doesn't play, that's going to hurt your lineup a little bit. You're going to have to go with Clyde and hope he gets into the end zone. Wait, who? Uh, James Conner. Ah, oh, fuck. Limited. <laughs> <laughs> He's limited. He's limited. He's limited. Damn limited. it. He's limited, though. So that's uh, definitely that's definitely. Uh, you have to go to Clyde. That's it was like the rank, rank number five running back at one after week four. Yeah, and it just has <laughs> not gotten oh. And then like two weeks later, becomes a backup. Not even the official starter. Yeah. God damn it. So that's a that's kind of a wild card on Jack's side. The thing that I was looking at is how involved will T.J. Hawkinson be in his first game as a Viking? I was curious about that too. So, um, you know that that could turn into something where. They design a red zone play, and he gets a touchdown and has a great week, or has a has a rough week because he's just not kind of integrated into the playbook. I feel like they have enough weapons on that offense to ease him into it. Yeah, so that he might not get a ton of work in his first week. Um, Who Connor? No, uh, Hawkinson. Oh, okay. But yes, that actually could play in for Connor. Connor can see a little bit of a timeshare recovering from his injury. I feel like Connor's kind of like Keenan Allen, where every week it's like, oh, he's going to play. No. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. He might be very well might play. Um, I'm going to use the same terminology that I used uh, in predicting your matchup last week, Sebs. Coin, to- or coin toss or coin flip or whatever yeah. I used last week and I picked against you and you, you know, were. Not happy about it. And then you absolutely dominated in one. Let's go, baby. This is my highest scoring week. Well, 142. I, I may, I may be, 148. I don't know. I don't know. Something. I may be giving you a little bit of uh, good luck by doing it again, but in a coin flip, I have Jack. But, okay. but very, very close. Uh, again, before the Thursday night I mean, game. I, I, like uh, Jack seemed definitely. Um, I mean, it, I, I think it's different if I, if I get. Like, I think Kittle has been really good yeah. recently. Definitely a game changer. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, I still like Najee Harris, dude. Like, even though he only puts, like, his highest scoring game is 13. Um, like, is that really his high? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough one. But he's been, you know, just a solid 11 or 12 every week. I still think it's possible for him to find a way. You know? We'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. I, like, ah, he's I think just you need so the Steelers tight. to start to find a way for yeah. that to... Before What's the Thursday night game, before, uh, not good. <sighs> Fuck. They just traded away Chase Claypool. Yeah. So, I don't know. Before the Thursday night game, the sports book has Sebs at plus 115, Jack at minus 125. It's another, another pretty close one. That's good. I'm used to the, I'm used to the, you know, plus 150s. So, that's just, actually pretty generous. Thanks, Fink. Only, only 115. What's up? I gotta be honest, I think you're gonna have a hard time overcoming. I mean, I was just shitting on Najee a little bit, but I think you're gonna have a tough time overcoming your yeah. bias. Um, this week might just not have been in your cards. I, I don't know. I, still early to be saying it like that, but I am picking Jack in this one. His team just looks solid across the board this week. Um, CD Lamb thing will hurt him, but. Duvernay is solid enough to fill in at flex for him. Um, so I'm going to... The one thing I will say, and this might be a stupid thing to bother pointing out, but I feel like Tucker's going to have a big game. Just a hunch. <laughs> Ooh, I nice. feel like Tucker will have a big game. Uh, so I think Jack's going to win a very close one. I don't have a key, key to victory for this one. You know, it's uh, confusing. I'm, i got to go with myself. I just love the matchups <clears throat> I have. Like, I think... You from, do have good matchups. From quarterback all the way down to my tight end. I don't know about Robinson against Tampa Bay, but from a quarterback down to tight end, I love the matchups. Uh, I think that'll be my... That Tampa Bay defense is my, a question mark. Yeah. Because um, at some point they're going to turn it on. You know, it's inevitable. But, yeah, I love my matchups. I think that's my key to victory. Okay. I like it. Um, we can move along. We have... Uh, we have Jahans Watson, who just came off a fat 242 fantasy points. Some highlights from his team last week. Listeners, you, you, you kind of have a good idea who went off. Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett did, how did he do? 15. 15. <laughs> More than Kyle Pitts, finally, what was it, 19? Um, and then 
McCaffrey, <laughs> who is currently on by, and Eagles then defense, uh, Jason Myers, Eagles defense, yeah, it was from top to bottom, just, just fantasy galore, you know. Um, projected uh, without a flex currently, projected sixty eight, or projected up uh, my bad, projected one hundred twenty three, and McCaffrey is on by, which is just incredible. Um, on the other side, we have the winless Fink. Debo Samuel Crabtree. Um, this week is... I, I, if I lose the Fink this week, I'm going to be really upset. Because he is, his he is in bye week hell right now. He has Dak Prescott, Cortland Sutton, and Saquon Barkley on bye. And Debo Samuel and Zeke. Oh, and, uh, oh my gosh. And his kicker and his defense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, his, his only, because Brandon Cooks just got ruled out for tonight, his only guy on his bench projected points is Jeff Wilson. And he has four guys in his starting lineup right now who are questionable, I believe. Oh, my god. So gosh. he's either going to have to not play a full lineup or drop guys. Might have to, I don't know. Like, he, yeah. Can you guys ever think of a time where someone played in not full lineup besides Anthony Del Grande when he was still really <laughs> To be just, that like, in a strategic manner. Yeah, to keep dude, like... I have I have I have thought about it at times, but I haven't gone there yet. But my goodness, he is It's a wrap, dude. He he's is. got Hubbard and Huntley both committee backs at running back. Well, and and Hubbard's questionable and Huntley could lose his job if Cordero Patterson comes back this week. If Cordero Patterson comes back this week, well I feel like he'd be limited, no? He probably would, but then it puts him in a three way timeshare instead of a committee. That's true. That's true. Um, He's also starting two Packers wide receivers. So <laughs> Lazard and Dobbs. And he's got Devontae <laughs> Smith, who's right? honestly... And Lazard's questionable. I think Devontae Smith is his only bright spot against Houston. Um, and maybe Darren Waller. I don't know. Uh, it seems like the Raiders needed him, have, have needed him like throughout the season. So we'll see how he does in his potential return. Um, you know... Uh, uh, all right, we can probably move on. We can all collectively can I, agree. Can I just get my key to victory? Sure, go ahead. Drew's key to victory is Fink spies. <laughs> guys, there you I, go. guys, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a wreck if I lose this game. Hey. What's the What are the odds on this? Uh, oh, this is this Fink's is probably not this giving is odds. The, it's gotta be plus he actually did. two eighty. Actually, did give odds. This is the. I think I think last year there was a matchup that was Jeff versus somebody where Fink refused to give odds. He did give them this week. Uh, going into now, these could change because the Eagles play tonight. That's three of my nine guys. Uh, but going into the Thursday night game, he has me at minus two sixty and him at plus two thirty five. Oh, damn! And dude. his the, his uh his specialty bet is Fink to score over one hundred nine point five is plus hundred. I'm not taking that. Plus hundred for him to hit one ten. No way. Yeah, I can't. I, I wouldn't bet plus one hundred for him to hit a hundred. <laughs> Uh, I, I almost I almost hate how easy this feels because if I blow it I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> and I, this is this is worth mentioning. Um, I believe I mean this is this is true. If I am if I'm able to beat Fink this week, Fink will have played everybody and lost to everybody, and will have broken Jeff's mark last year of going. Jeff went zero and eight to start the season and got his first win against Mason in Week Nine. Fink is zero and eight right now. May start the season at zero and nine Dude. as long as as long as my team doesn't shit the bed. Yeah, that's that's incredible. All right, next matchup we got Mater Bader three thousand. Last matchup, right? last matchup of the night. Mater Bader three thousand. Jeff at six one and one versus Brandon McAnis, uh, Mason at five and two. Five and three. Five and three. Um, <clears throat> both two of the best teams in the league. On Jeff with Jeff, you got Mahomes and Kelsey coming back off their bye. As I mentioned earlier, the Chiefs are historically insane off their bye week. Going against De uh, Tennessee, who us Chiefs fans, honestly, we do not like Tennessee considering, you know, playoff losses to them. The yeah. Marcus Mariota catching his own pass. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> they hit a game-winner field goal on us a couple years ago, regular season, which sucked. Uh, yeah, it's not always – but it's good because Tennessee sucks this year. <laughs> and the Chiefs are going to clean up. The Chiefs' game plan should be – have eight in the box every play and just see if you can stop there. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> For real. Uh, the Tennessee hasn't been good, right? What's their record? 
Their, so their record, their record, they, I don't, they must have been playing bad teams. I think they're like five and two or five oh, and three wow. or something. But yeah, like, no, the Chiefs are. Famous. But literally, like last last week, uh, the, they won seventeen to ten, and I think Malik Willis had like fifty passing yards. It's just because Derrick Henry oh just carried gosh. the entire team. That's insane. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're missing Chubb this week. Yeah. Okay. That's All, a on bye. Yeah. Yeah, bye. that's right. Um, so you got Damian Harris and Damian Pierce in that the running back duo there. Damon My- Harris is questionable. If he doesn't play, I'm fucked. I don't have another running back. <laughs> oh, yeah, Melvin Gordon's on bye for you. Yeah, maybe drop uh, Geno Smith considering Mahomes is off his bye. Yeah. But, but, I mean, or you might want to save him for a trade. At that point, I'm picking up Daryl Henderson. Okay, who there you go. I don't want to start him. Yeah, you might want to look to trade for one. I don't know. Um, you. Michael Pittman, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Joshua Palmer at flex. Mason's on. missing out on uh, Brandon Ayuk this week, who seems like he's, he's probably going to be his starting flex until Jamar Chase gets back in. Right. Um, until then, he's got Rondell Moore at rocking the flex position with Waddle and Jefferson at receiver, uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Dalvin Cook at running back. Remember, he does have uh, Jamal Williams on this bench, and we could see maybe we see the uh, the double double, double team double backfield. Back. Yeah. Um, and Joe Burrow at quarterback could happen. So I, and Zach Ertz, don't forget Zach Ertz at tight end. He's definitely one of the few relevant tight ends this year. Yeah. Um, so you got, you know, it's good. I think it's, it'll be a good one. This one also, proje- uh, both teams projected one twenty three. Um, you know, fifty fifty split. Let's hear your guys' takes. Man, I think this one's gonna be close. Um. Something to watch here is that Joe Burrow, two of the three weeks, two of the last three weeks, like last week he came back down to earth with 17 points with Jamar Chase out of the lineup. But when Jamar Chase was in the lineup, Mason was getting like 80 points a game or seven or like 70 some points a game between Chase and Burrow. Burrow went 40 and 49 and then without Chase went down to 17. Now they're playing a, a somewhat rough defense in Carolina. The Falcons just put up a, a, a lot of points on them, but that offense in, in uh, Cincinnati is significantly worse without Chase. So that'll be interesting to see if, if Joe Burrow can bounce back or not. Um, on Jeff's side, yeah, the the Damian Harris stuff hurts if, if he doesn't go, and even if he does go, he's kind of taking a backseat to Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. So the the Chubb the Chubb bye week's a tough one. Now I will say. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown maybe gets a little bit of a boost now that Hawkinson's out of the way. If you uh, remember back to when Mason had Amon Ross at the end of last season, um, Hawkinson was hurt. They had nobody to. It was just it was just Amon Ross pretty much, and he dominated. Yeah. So Amon Ross could be uh, on on the rise here. It's nice for Jeff that he has the the Mahomes and Kelsey stack. That's very uh, promising. It's huge. And. I know this doesn't really have any actual effect on the matchup, but I always love having star players in the late games to try to make a push, make a comeback. So going into Sunday night, if Jeff's not, if Jeff's not down by too much, he has a really good shot at this one because he'll have Mahomes and Kelsey versus Mason playing the Chiefs defense, who has not been great, but again, Tennessee, besides yeah. Derrick Henry, has not been great either on offense. So, oh man. Uh... It's gonna be a close one. I this one, yeah, this one is super tight. I think I think Mason has more upside in his lineup. Um but you know Josh Palmer could could surprise at flex. I'm kind of stalling because I don't know who to pick. <laughs> Jeff, what are your thoughts on this game? Um I'm gonna pick Mason in this one just with me down Chubb. That's um, huge. I do think Mason also has some pretty good matchups going for him. I'm not saying my matchups are bad, but I mean I do have I am playing Philly, I am playing the Pats. There are some tougher defenses on there. Even Tennessee's defense has been solid, right? I guess I Yeah, I mean it's it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Chiefs, the Chiefs will do it. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm picking Mason in this one. Uh his key to victory is gonna be his wide receiver duo there. I think they're just gonna eat and I don't think I'll be able to recover with my late slate matchups. Yeah, I that gave me enough time to think about it and listening to you. I am gonna slightly lean Mason here, but again, this is uh, this 
This one could be tough. Sebs is shaking his head and giving me a little uh, no, tisk, no, tisk. I, let's, let's hear it. I'm going, uh, I'm going Jeff. Here's why. Right. Key to victory, Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm telling you, dude. It's historic. They're fucking insane off the bye. That's Jeff's key to victory. I know he's out, Nick Chubb. But, I mean, Kelsey, best tight end in the league. He's typically the third or fourth most projected rece- receiver type, you know. Um, up, honestly... Yeah. Maybe just overall top five in projections every week outside of quarterback. Outside the quarterback, right? And that's just huge. You know, that's probably better than anyone that Mason has. Um, plus, I think Mason's going to get in his own head and just inevitably make the wrong call of who he's going to start between Swift <laughs> and Williams. I see. I <laughs> don't. Who knows? It, it might not be a decision right now in his head. I I don't know. That's because it. I mean, I don't. I don't. I, I do like his play for Rondell Moore. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid play. Two guys. But the the thing is, like like going back to that discussion mm-hmm. earlier, like when you, especially if you're the guy that drafted him, and especially after his week one explosion against the Eagles, just it's got to be so tough to think about sitting Swift down because yeah, you see it on the field when he's healthy, he looks awesome. He's he does. a really really talented running back. Explosive. It right. just depends on how they use him, and it depends on how his health goes too. So I I don't know. I would imagine he'll stick with Swift. All right, I think that just about wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, go Phillies. Let's let's get up to 3-2 and have a chance to clinch it on Saturday. Yes, sir. And happy birthday, Fink. Happy birthday, Fink. And <laughs> let's go, 23. Um, yeah, go Phillies, go casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, the uh, over-under in the casting couch game tonight? Psh. Are you talking about like the amount of touchdowns I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah let's, let's let's see how what's your well, stats gonna be tonight. We're, we're without we're without some key guys. Fink's not gonna be there. Uh, I think we're only gonna have seven, but I think the team we're playing against isn't that good. And uh, I'm going. I think two and a half touchdowns is my uh, over under. I typically get two touchdowns. Joining that uh, magic number three. Maybe yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, I know. We should take care of business. I'll put us at three and one on the season. It's shorter, year, shorter season this year because there's a bunch of teams. So if we get three and one, guaranteed, uh, this will be the last regular season game. Short season. Short season. Last year was like eight or nine games. But um, with a win tonight, we'll clinch. For concerns. Yeah, gotta keep that fresh. Got to keep it short for injury concerns. <laughs> yeah, load management. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the team we're going against isn't too good. So I think we'll be good. Um, all right, guys, smash that like button, subscribe, <laughs> send it to all your friends and family. <laughs> Click the description in the link below. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining us. Jeff, Drew, Sebs, myself. Uh, another great week of football ahead of us. And go Phillies, go Casting Couch, go football. Go Birds. Gila. Yeah.